Hey, welcome to Guild of the North, the Guild, Geeks of the North Guild Ball uh, spin-off. I'm uh, here again recording as uh, the substitute host. I'm Steve Gagné, and I'm joined again with uh, Mr. Guild Ball's own Kevin Stewart. Hello. Um, we had to postpone this recording because you got hit by Nurgle. Like, oh God, I was, I was sick. Um, I'm still. I have very radio voice right now, so um, don't put me on around your your wives and significant others, or else they might be deeply turned on by my <laughs> sexy, sexy, deep voice. And it's a good thing we're recording over Skype, so I don't get in contact with your germs. So yeah, I'm going to be safe all all yeah. across Quebec. But actually, um, Paul and Antoine are uh, stuck with uh, some. Uh, seasonal uh disease in their uh, family as well so uh, everybody's sick I, I, so far i'm safe yeah not good, good. <laughs> because it's i know snowed, it's gonna... it snowed for one day and then everyone got sick uh, exactly well uh my kids are not going to uh daycare anymore so i'm kind of safer because yeah. daycare is really a, the place when you catch all the germs around i mean yeah. everything you'll get it if it's if floating yeah. around daycare yep. is there for that yep it's just like what about if we gave you this weird disease exactly um, but uh tonight we're not here to talk about uh kids and disease we're here to talk about f some new content for Gilball. So... There's a new rat catcher. No, there's no <laughs> disease has been re reworked. No, 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 that's not true. Um, so uh, the game plan cards are getting a huge overall um, for season four, I guess. Even though the last ones came out in season four too. Yeah, they were kind of at the beginning. Where were they? Very at the end of season three. Yeah, they're called the season four cards. Oh, okay, I thought they were called Season 3. I think they're called Season 4. Uh, it doesn't matter. Whatever. The, the, these are... We've had them for all of Season 4 at this yeah. point. Uh, and I think they came out before, because we've had them for what feels like forever. Um, they came out a little before Season 4. So now we get a brand new set of cards. And uh, Yeah, and they definitely are not the first version of the cards. <laughs> That's for sure. There's uh, some huge difference. Uh, well, there's one similarity, though. It's the same spread of yep. cards. So you still it, get the same uh, from 1 to 7, and it's still 2, 7, 2, 6, and blah, 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 and the rest. Yep. So you kind of... Uh, mostly 4s, but... Yep. You know, right in the middle there. I think... Um, yeah, they're they're a bit of a different set, and they're a, a definite iteration on the concept that they had with the first set. And I think they looked at that and went, "What did people like the most? Why don't we do that, but balanced?" Um, so I think, um, yeah, like there's there's a good spread this time. Yeah, it's gonna. I feel it's gonna change. Uh, the games uh at least at the beginning because you won't know what to choose and everything and yeah. it's gonna take a couple of games to get used to the the new cards and try to uh, yeah guess I, what your opponent will take 
but I think... Well, and I think more than the last deck, there's also reasons that you would want to take yeah. lower value cards um, because I think that the next biggest difference, and hopefully when people are listening to this, they've seen the cards and we're not just assuming they've read them because we're not going to read them here for the most part. Um, but there's only two cards that have minus one on them. And there aren't that many cards that have pluses. Um, it's mostly a deck of zeros for the influence value. Yeah. And uh, the the biggest change uh, from the new cards is there's um, there's a penalty to taking a seven. Like, yeah. If, well, because let's be honest, like seize the initiative, getting both the dodge wasn't that bad not usually um usually you would take it when it was favorable for you and, and you got the initiative as well and lone striker was also pretty good because you just take it and score a goal usually exactly um so it didn't matter if you were minus one tack um so yeah i think that i think it's worth talking about a couple of the cards in this deck i think the most impactful looking at this list are the sevens and the ones. I think we should go through those. Yeah, we can start with the one because probably everybody's going to start with the the seven. So Yeah, and I think the ones are honestly more exciting. Um, yeah, so. well, the the first one that's uh, uh, with no text, actually, yeah. <laughs> almost no text on the card. It's No, there's just no text on the card. Yeah, the card well, there's the title. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. The title of the card, and that's it. It's uh, give me hundred and ten percent. So it's a one in initiative value, but it's a plus two influence, which I think is a really neat card um, because it's really good if you're behind. So if you spend down your influence or your momentum, and you're like, I know I'm going to go second, might as well spend this one, and now I get two extra influence. Um, Which you can convert into momentum. Yeah, for the next turn. For the next um, round. So, Which I think is interesting. Or if you're way ahead on influence, you're like, it doesn't matter what I play. I can have I can go first and have plus two influence, which is kind awesome. of back-breaking, <laughs> depending on what team you're playing. Um, it, could, it could help you seal the game really right. fast. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's... And it's like this super, to me, it's a super interesting design because it's like they had enough faith in themselves and their players to be like, we're just not going to put any text in this card and people will get it and people understand why it's strong, um, why plus two influence is good. Um, I mean, it doesn't take that much to realize why plus two influence is good. No, exactly. <laughs> but at least they had the faith in saying like, we're going to make a card that has plus two influence and no text on it. It's kind of self-explanatory, especially with the title. Yeah. So it's pretty... Uh, I, I think that's, that's... Like, I know before you you weren't even tempted to take the plus one, the, the one initiative value cards because most of the time they weren't that good. But now, like this one, I, I can see myself taking it. Like I mean, even... you would take them, and I think the reason you would take them is because so many of the other cards were just useless. Yeah. And you'd just be like, well, this card doesn't work, or is bad. Like, the the 
the five initiative card that gave you minus one influence and showboating, you were like, I'm never going to play this card ever. It's exactly. so terrible. Um, so, you know, sometimes you just end up taking a one because it gave you plus one influence. Yeah, some, like, well, some foreign me something. Yeah, exactly. They weren't strong, but they were but, something. Yeah, they were. Um, and the uh, other, and the other card here, I think that's, you know, we're dancing around, is pretty straightforward. Um, it's a one initiative value card with zero influence, um, but it gives all of your squaddies plus one tech, which, if you haven't played with Rivet is a very good ability. Um, if you're ahead, it's going to help you stay ahead. If you're behind, it's going to help you get back in the game. Yeah. Um, I mean, who, who wouldn't like uh, Tac what, 8 Colossus? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just Tac 7 under Tech's, Rivet. Oh, yeah. Um, you could have a Tac... You could be attacking with Tac 8 Nomad. You could be attacking with a Tac 9 Veteran Catalyst. These are... Gross example. <laughs> yeah, they're really high tack values, but like, you know, the whole Brewers team is going to be happy when now well, their playbooks are all two ahead of their or their attack is two more than their playbook. And if you're playing Corker and you stacked up on a beer token, I mean, yeah. it's just going to be a you're going to be able to wreck face in that turn. Yeah, you can really take advantage of the turn when you're expecting to use these really high buffs that you've kind of prepared you know if you're playing I don't know Union or something and you're like oh well Gutter would be a lot better if I was able to reliably hit Scything Blow well you can start with Tac 6 you don't need any assists if you have an assist even better um, or if I don't know nobody plays Morn but if you play Morn and Gaffer you could get uh equivalent of uh, tech 11 ghast oh jeez, yeah you could get that so there's lots of ways where um you know and obviously there was the the card effort what it was called from the last deck which gave one model tech plus one yeah uh, which is a good card probably the best card in the deck um and but now it's all your squaddies now it's all your squaddies it's even better is, yeah it's a one but you get the power from the ones. Exactly. You you get rewarded for taking that one. And I think it's worth now, like, so we take these ones and we've, we've told you how powerful they are. Looking at the sevens. The other side of the spectrum is... The complete other side of the spectrum. It's the same. It's They're powerful, but they both let your opponent do something. Um, yes, well, we can talk about them because yeah. we're not going to do anything in the in a, a straight yeah, order. Order, so. who cares? Order. Yeah. Um, so the first uh, one is cut out of position, which is uh, in, like we said, initiative value of seven, but it carries a minus one influence, yep. and the effect on that one is uh, both player choose one enemy model and it make. You dodge it two inches. Yeah, and then it goes in anything where both players play, the person with initiative goes first. Yeah. So if you play a seven and you win, you dodge one of your opponent's models, then they dodge one of your models, and 
who knows, maybe they'll put your model behind another model so there's no charge lane, or maybe, you know, who knows what's going to happen. Um, this is a very... I feel like it's a really tempting card because you're like, oh ho, I can put that model out of cover, or I could put that model in a place where I, I could really take advantage of its position. But you're dodging first, so... And then your opponent is like, well, I'm going to take the obvious choice you had, and now exactly. you can't reach me, so sorry. Uh, now um, I reach you again. <laughs> yeah, and now you get to go f first, and the model that you really wanted to activate is no longer able to do what you wanted. Um, and you still have to go first and try to figure out what to do. Um, <laughs> and you're at minus one influence. So it's like seize the initiative, except instead of moving your own model, you're moving your opponent's model. And they do the same. And they do the same. <laughs> so, And they do it after. That's what I like, because then you can react to yeah. the person that that stole or got the initiative so right yeah i think that's pretty good and then um the other one risky play is a seven with zero influence and the enemy your opponent chooses one of their squaddies and gives it plus one tack so we recall that the best card in the last deck was giving your own model one tack well, now you're giving your opponent the choice of a squaddy to get one tack. Um, which but, is really dangerous. <laughs> exactly. Because um, odds are it's going to be... Uh, well, like the player's obvious choice, we talked uh, just a couple seconds ago, so uh, probably maybe uh, Colossus or um, Nomad or Vetcalalis or Cena. I mean, But uh, even then, you could put it on a striker. Yeah. Now you've got a very dangerous, you've got a more dangerous striker. They all typically have shorter playbooks. Um, you know, attack four model going to attack five makes it a lot easier to hit second and third column. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you give that to Fathom. Your opponent's playing fish, and you could have problems. Like, you could be dealing with a charting a Fathom. Of, yeah, like a model right in your face taking the ball off you right away from a very long way at an even higher tack value. Um, so, and, and I think risky play is also, I mean, it's aptly named because if you go second, if you don't win with this card, your opponent still gets to put that pull yeah, tack out. He's going to punish you for that goal. You're in trouble. Um, you know, if, uh, you know, if you're close and you're like, I'm going to play a seven and hope you don't have one. Oh, you had the seven. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> and sure, you get to dodge models around, but they're going to they're gonna plus one tack on one of their models. Um, well, hopefully you can take out that model first. Yeah, but if you're going second, if you, yeah, if you, you lose the initiative roll, yeah. uh, that could be bad. Um, so... You know, so that's that's really fun. That this one feels like the 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 what's it called, the one from the last deck that gave singled out. Yep. Um, uh, grudge match. Yes, very similar concept where if you don't play it at the right time, you could be very, very in trouble. Yeah. 
Yeah, because you don't want to give plus one tech to spice. Yeah, you don't want to give plus one tech to quite a lot of models, <laughs> exactly. uh, and then go second. Um, that's not great. Um, so, is there anything else that sticks out to you? Like, like these are the sevens and the ones, which I think are for initiative value. They're going to be the most impactful cards. Um, and I think that they've done a good job making. Yeah. Because their it's... initiative value kind of impactful in the game, but looking at the rest of the deck, what else sticks out to you? Uh, well, there's some that are um, really uh, more situational, depending on your team. I like right. uh, like the card uh, Cool Ed. It's a uh, three influence uh, initiative value, zero influence, but um, when the first uh, momentous. Uh, action you do you don't spend the influence so i could see that uh with either falconers or uh hunters where you put last light and you have it for free basically so can it could save you to uh momentum right or so. you know you spend you get to do that blessing before you activate or something right yeah I mean, exactly can't bless yourself. Oh, uh, can you bless yes, yourself? Yes, you can. Yes, you right. can bless yourself. Right. Now. They changed that. I, I haven't played those teams in a while. So, yeah. but you know, Theron being able to bless himself and you know put out a shot or something, right? I don't know why you would do that, but you could. Um, you or know, you, you you could use it to uh, do um, encourage or um, uh, rest. Rest. Yeah. So without like, sp spending it, so. Yeah, or if you're, you know you're playing Fet Rage or something and you want to put up bloody coin before you attack, um, let you do that. There's lots of reasons why it would be good. Yeah, um, I, I I think there's lots of team who are gonna make good use of that. Uh, well, and um, brewers are like yeah, that. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. And also, like we, uh, you talk about navs before with Phantom. I mean. So yeah. if you start, if you manage to win the initiative with that card, so you don't have that momentum at, at the beginning of the turn, but right. all of a sudden now you can make that four-inch dodge. So that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And um, Or if you go second, now you have two. <laughs> exactly. You basically have two momentum to spend. You can counterattack, um, and then you can just stand a model up, right? You, yeah. you can use that influence or that momentum to to keep your guys safe and then still spend it um so you can't spend it on a goal or a snapshot but you could um, spend it on a counter attack though you could spend it on a counter attack um so yeah i think it's pretty good um i think one that stands out to me is punching bag it's a four it's the other one that has minus one inf and it gives uh one of your squaddies tough hide and i think that it's pretty straightforward what it does yeah, um, and why it's strong. Um, there are a lot of models in this game that should not have defied. Well, any def 5 striker that you want to protect or put and that you don't want them to die after scoring could be really good because we all know like if you score most of the time you'll be exchanging uh, four points for two points because yeah. that striker is going to die because obviously yeah. you don't Usually want to pretty, have pretty good because you don't want that snapshot uh that snapshot opportunity right. so giving that model tough eyed could really like 
change the plan for for your opponent because he's gonna need to like even their their low health. Let's be honest, like they're they're twelve, yeah, fourteen health max, and usually they're five zero or four uh, zero. Yes. Yeah. So putting Tafite on those models could really help you stay alive uh, longer and give you the opportunity to heal them throughout the turn. So they're, yeah. they might still be alive, so they're going to be a threat in the next turn where usually they would have just die casually. Yeah. You could also have a model like, let's say, Granite, um, who's already pretty annoying to deal with. Um now you're definitely not going to kill her. Um, you know, to the point where it's like, do you even attack this model? Well, that could be beneficial. Or, or Ghast. Or or Fisher, Like a 2-3 with yeah. Fied. What kind of model would ever have rules like that? Brick. Um, or uh, Masters in the Blacksmith as well could yeah. really use that. The Except non... The, the non-captain. Even, even Apprentices, right? Yeah. Where... You know, you're yeah. like, I went and I did something with um, Veteran Cinder. You know, she's yeah. a 12. She's a 4-1, but she's a 12. Not too hard to take out. Well, a little harder to take out when she's got Tough Eye. Um, or 4-2 with, uh, with Tough Eye in Sentinel. Yeah. Nobody um, want, You don't want to hit that model, so it's a good... Not usually. It's a good insurance policy, I guess. Yeah, so there's lots of reasons why having... A pretty simple ability like tough hide um and, and that's why there's minus one influence because yeah it's, really good. it's the only other minus one and it's like all right i get it um i get it um well other like are kind of interesting uh in the four like uh, pass out the orange slice that's it's... probably the best name yeah, <laughs> and it's pretty cool because all all your models recover two HP. So if you're playing against uh, rats or alchemists or uh, condition heavy teams, mm-hmm. uh, you're gonna be like if you know you have that card, you can uh, save a bit on your momentum and not clear the condition um, as you go through the turn, and maybe like, try to save get the, the the first turn and get to to health on everybody so. yeah and it's also pretty good if you have models that just came back on the pitch although i think this yeah. happens before they come back on the uh pitch, so. yeah the cards are before so, they yeah so never mind um but you know you never want to spend you never want to be like oh i'm gonna heal my mascot who's taken three damage yeah exactly so it's you know, you're like this feels inefficient but and there's the no range, so it's everybody on the pitch. Yeah, so that's a good one. Um, I think that maybe the most technically demanding and has the highest potential to kind of for you to f*** it up is uh, Sidestep, uh, which is the most complicated card, I would say. Um, so you, the player who hasn't when you're doing the cards, obviously they happen in initiative order, but um, you choose between one and three friendly models. They get to dodge two inches, and then your opponent chooses the same number of their own models and dodges those models. So, in theory, you could have six models moving um, in your card phase um, 
which is probably the best argument for why cards should be on the clock. Well, um, cards effects yeah, 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 are yeah. on clock, so yeah, that's, the effects are on the clock. Uh, so. Uh, so that's that's pretty good because yeah, because this card would we, not be good if it was not. Because uh, we all know players who's gonna who are gonna take like five to seven minutes to dodge three model because yeah, like you have you have your plan already. You dodge yep. quickly, two minutes or one minute, and you're done. Like, tuck, tuck, tuck. And the other one, uh, okay, should I dodge here or here or there? So, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> well, yeah. It, it could be a tactical advantage if you know you're facing that kind of opponent. Like, just use that that card to grind their clock. Yep. Yep. And but, also, like, you know, but I think that there's so much potential for this card to just be used poorly. Where you're like, oh, I'm going to dodge three of my models, and your opponent is going to be like, sure, now I'm going to touch three of my models, and it's going to be like, uh oh. Um, especially, again, if you go second. Um, yes, they get to dodge their models first, and then you get to dodge your models, but <laughs> they still get to go first with this advantage of having these models moved, right? Yeah, I think this one is kind of the card that could have the biggest impact on. On a turn. Yeah. Because um, three models, if you decide to go all three, it's pretty yeah. big. Mm-hmm. So you can get out of the weird situation, or let's say you're missing that two inch to score with your model, so you can use that for that. And there's so much. Uh, and this use card for is that. one of those cards that's kind of in a theme of making it harder for your models to get jailed. Um, there's a bunch of cards here that either make it not so bad if your model gets taken out or kind of incentivizes your opponent to take those models out quickly or just lets you get them out of a jam. Yeah. Um, kind of if they want to remove standoff. Yeah, which feels like what they want to do. Yeah. And I think there's some cards here that make it make it good so like if you're like a high jailed this model and then you're like well now they've got tough hide and you're like oh no uh i might not be able to kill them with what i plan to do um and it's always good to force your opponent to change their plans well and you have another you have two of the well both of the two initiative value cards are kind of to help you if you get jail right because right. one is never say die. Uh, when the friendly model is taken out, you gain two momentum, so it's going to help you do more afterwards. And right. the other one is raw enthusiasm, which uh, gives you the same ability as champ, which is uh, put me back in. So if it dies uh, during it uh, before it activate it can come back in its uh, activation right so you can feel totally safe putting influence on that model and then just letting it wait until last yeah exactly so you're just like whatever <laughs> like um you if you want to kill it this turn you're gonna need to do it and i'm gonna need to get my activation um which for some models that are like strikers um, that's pretty good. Now it's you don't want to squatty get... only, though. Yes, so it's <laughs> like it's not going to work on Midas exactly, <laughs> um, but it would work on Vitriol, and it would work on Spade or Cammy, <laughs> any of these models. Yeah. yeah, you know, now Spade is not the fastest model in the world, so it's not like 
you're just going to be in the same spot. Like if it's Cammy and you're just like, by the way, I get to jog Jump. seven inches. Like I'm already halfway up the field for free. Um, but, or, you know, uh, edge could be an interesting one as well because there's often, uh, some, uh, fast, uh, terrain on the side and things like that. So yeah, she's going to come back and she's going to be almost relevant when she comes back down and, uh, on that turn. Yeah, well, relevant in the way that she's gonna try to kind of score. sort of relevant at best. Um, so, you know, not the biggest fan of Edge. Oh, okay. <laughs> I like her. I tried her a couple of times, and she's she's nice. She's okay. She's fun. Yeah, I think she's. Uh, there's a lot of potential, um, but it's one of those things that. Things need to kind of go your way to make Edge work. Yeah. Um, maybe having an ability to, you know, her four zero becomes less of a liability if you can just come back on the pitch. Or give her tough hide. Yeah, or give her tough hide. Um, I'd usually put want to put tough hide in a model that it's going to go early in the turn and then stand around. Yeah. Um, those models that are like 3-1 or 4-1 they kind of end up they kind of fight it out and then they're like okay please don't kill me <laughs> um, you know or if you like never want Benediction to get hit you're gonna be like well you're never gonna attack this model because that seems like a really bad idea um, Benediction is just not gonna die if you give him tough hide that's that's for sure with uh, yeah. especially if he has brace yeah i mean it's just like i'm just gonna stand here i'm not and, moving yeah you really can't do anything about me and there's no reason to ever punch him um you know a, a tough hide you know might help yeah it, there's a lot of things that it, it, it works well on um which is why i look at that and i think I think that that might be one of the better cards in the deck, even though it's so straightforward. <laughs> well, sometimes the the simplest thing are the best thing. Yeah, like the last one where it was like, give one of your models plus one tech. And it was a five for some reason. Um, you know, there's no downside to that card ever, basically. So. And, and also, uh, <laughs> what's kind of nice is if you add the um, uh, Muse token uh, lots of them are still usable because the plus one tech you can still put it on one of your squaddy to as a reminder but the minus one tech is still there with one of the cards yeah lockdown which I'm pretty sure that's the name of uh, one of Mule's abilities uh, seems like lock them down it's lockdown uh, yeah, that's Mule's ability. It yeah. gives them minus four, minus four move, and minus one tech. So maybe you could have come up with a different name for that card. But I mean, but that's... the card it's lock them down. Oh, is it lock them down? Yeah, or I just wrote it down wrong. No, and well, the uh, abil Mule's ability is locked lock down. down. Yeah, so yep. it's, uh, it's a less hurtful version of Mule. Yeah, but it's still like you could come up with a slightly better name. <laughs> Um, 
and you get to choose who gets affected by that. Yeah, because it's and a lower. Uh, yeah, I believe that's also a squatty, though. Uh yes, it's a squatty. Right. So. Yeah, uh, there's not, there's no, uh, there's not much card that affect captains. Most of them are, uh, uh, the effects are on squaddies. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think one that I think people are going to buzz a bit about is aggressive defense, which I don't think is just squaddies. I'm pretty sure is only uh, it's friendly it's models gain yeah. poise while within the enemy's half of the pitch. Right, so if you're playing aggressively, and now all of a sudden all your guys get poised, if you're playing like an alchemist striker team, that could be pretty good. Um, to be like, most of my models are on your side of the pitch. Or, and, or miners can be really <laughs> fast yeah. in the, the other half yeah. of the pitch, or miners engineer for that, there. that extent. Eh. Engineers want to be somewhere in the middle, right? So that's the danger of engineers, is you're going to kind of sit but on it, one side or the other of the center line with most of your models. Yeah, but it's within. It's yeah, not yeah, completely yeah, yeah. within. So as oh, long I, as oh, you, touch, you touch the, the center line, you're fine. Yeah. Um, so A little bit of pre-planning required to make that good. Um, but I think it's still a good card, obviously. Um, which is interesting that it gives you one influence. Um, that's a pretty strong ability. But... But it's more situational and depending on your type of gameplay. Also, that one feels like a card. So, like, if I were a game designer um, and I wanted players to do specific actions in my game, some things you'll be like... So here's a good example. In Guild Ball, they don't want you sticking the ball behind your goal line. So if you put the ball behind the goal line you get a momentum penalty, right? Yeah. So that's one way that you can, as a game designer, put in a restriction that prevents people from doing something you don't want them to do. Um, if you want, if you don't want something to do, to do something, you add a penalty. If you do want someone to do something, you give them a benefit. This card reads a little to me like they want players to be a little more aggressive. So you give them a pretty decent card. It's a three, but... I mean, that's not the end of the world. No. It's still reasonable. Yeah. Um, if it's close, you might win. If you don't, all your models or all your models in your opponent's half might have poised and you still get one influence from it. Um, so when I look at that card, I, I, I see something that is, you know, you'll talk, you know, sometimes if you're, I don't know how into magic or anything you are, but um, you'll look at some cards and you'll be like, this card is pushed and the designers have clearly taken this card and designed it in a way that pushes the power level a little bit and pushes people to do certain things and certain behaviors. Um, if you do it on purpose, it's good. If you do it by accident, it's bad. Um, like the recent state of magic. But if you do it on purpose, it's giving your players some incentive to move along, to do a certain behavior. And in this case, it's be proactive. Yeah beating your opponent's half um, and you know I think that that's something that Steamforge wants obviously um, and they want to promote that kind of play style um, I don't know if I'm not going to say that the way that um, 
you know, when Miners came out, Miners were obviously too good. Yeah. But they were also supposed to be up there being proactive about their gameplay. They were just a little too good at fighting um, for the most part. You look at Alchemists, and yes, Veteran Catalyst is pretty good, but Veteran Catalyst being good kind of gives you incentive to go forward with your strikers and, you know, be aggressive, um, get in your opponent's face. Um, yeah. So this... you look at those teams that have been pretty reasonable lately and you think, you know, maybe there's something behind this kind of idea that they're pushing a little bit of a different play style or trying to with some of these cards. Yeah. Not to... to uh, Well, some cards are there to try to break the... Uh, the Brewer's Bunker as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, and... You know, there's some that... Like, there's a card that gives weak point. That's pretty straightforward, but... You know, that's a little safer version of giving singled out, for instance. You know, giving something singled out could be dangerous, could be... You know, it depends on the team. You know, you put weak point on an apprentice that's under Sentinel, and all of a sudden that apprentice, you know, it's back to give normal. them a one-inch push, and now now they're just ready for yeah. the kill. Um, whereas before, you'd push them, and then you still have to fight through their armor. Um, now you at least get to get right into it. I am... Um... The, the other thing I, I, like, I, I find funny, well, it's that both uh, five initiative value cards are uh, affected by, or affecting movement, or affected by terrain. Yeah. So one gives you uh, um, gliding for free during your turn, and the other one is uh, you choose a piece of rough terrain, and that it counts as fast instead of rough for yeah, the turn. And, um, we clarified this today, actually. was yeah. Spoiler alert, we're recording this after the first round has been publicly shown, so some people have seen some of these cards. Um, we asked the rules lawyers, hey, does this let you turn a forest into fast terrain? I was wondering answer, that. And the answer is yes. Um, the forest stays as forest, so it still has all the forest rules of blocking line of sight and there's... making it harder to kick and all that stuff but instead of it having the rough ground penalty it gives you the fast ground bonus um so that's pretty nice yeah um it, it makes for an interesting piece of terrain that's for sure <laughs> exactly um, you know it can't affect your forest that they're on put down because it happens at the beginning of the turn but um if you get a forest on there that's a good uh Good possible target. Um, so, especially I, since forests are often uh, bigger than um, rough ground on pitch. Yeah, right? usually. So, um, and I think that this is also an interesting card because I think having a card in the deck that specifically mentions a certain kind of terrain, but also affects forests means I think that when you see tables get set up now there's probably going to be one or the other because otherwise this card does nothing well uh, I know locally 
when we run event and everything, we use the uh, random uh, generator on Longshank, and of course, of course, th there's a, there's always uh, forest on like probably around uh, between a third or a quarter of the table. So yeah, so that's yeah. not too bad. Yeah, so I think that you're definitely going to see forests and rough ground on pretty much every table, I would say. Yeah. Because um, I think people would... Because otherwise you just throw the skirt away. Um, and it does nothing. Um, so, I... That's... Yeah. Because at least with gliding, like, gliding can affect um, things like blast earth it can affect things like um, uh, broken broken earth uh, aura yeah. or um, uh, what, uh um casket is uh, yeah, foul, uh foul order as well yeah so you know gliding is usually pretty good um you know it's especially good when you can do it like with true path with um ebb or um what's his face plowman um you know, letting you just do it for free within an aura. This is just free for everyone on the whole table. Well, all your models. So it's kind of like cool. Like pretend most terrain doesn't exist for a turn. Yeah. Which is nice. Um, so, you know. Again, other effects to encourage player to, uh, to move without penalty and yeah. without spending that uh, momentum. Yeah, and I think that, you know, adding to this, there's um, Pick Up the Pace, which is a 6-0 card, which both players choose a model who gets plus 2, plus 2 move. This is, sorry, a squatty. Um, it's another card that breaks standoffs and, and kind of incentivizes you to... Well, it's going to... Yeah, go ahead, sorry. Sorry, just move a model a long way. Well, yeah, because it, it, it encourages you to score with that model and take uh, and take advantage of that plus two move. Or, or, you know, even if you just want to fight something, like your model now fights something that's a little farther away. Um, and if you're going first, then that might be really good for you. Um, it could be really strong. Yeah, you can... Um, And with Mark Target, you can reach somebody from really far away. It's true. Um, so, does it necessarily break standoffs? Maybe not, but it does give you incentives to start the process of the engagement, right? Because that's the big thing. Is like when you're doing these standoffs, it's like you don't want to engage, you don't want to engage, you don't want to engage. Yeah. Well, now you've given this kind of really good card for engagement, which kind of by necessity means to use it effectively, you need to engage. Yeah, exactly. So, hopefully, it helps create some more uh, dynamic games. But f for sure, it's going to be fun because it's brand new cards, so it's going to be a good change of uh, of pace. Yeah, I think it's going to make the beginning of the game a little slower. Like to be honest. Yeah, um, well, uh, for the first couple of weeks, yeah, because yeah, you until don't know people the... really get an understanding, um, and I think. You know, by the end of this, like, you know, if I were to get any random set of plot cards right now, I have a pretty good idea of what my opponent's numbers are going to roughly look like. I kind of am mostly looking at the numbers, because most of the effects, I'm like, whatever. Like, most of these effects are either interchangeable or bad. Um, 
you're probably avoiding certain cards in the deck entirely because they're bad. Um, this one, you're like, oh, okay, what combinations can I have that will help me if the game goes this way or this way? And, you know, trying to think of that balance of a... Because the abilities are so reasonable, it feels like you're like, oh, okay, I don't feel like I'm being punished for taking this card. Um, and I kind of can kind of figure out like these two cards complement each other well if I'm losing this is a good one to help me if I'm winning this is a good one etc yeah it's yeah, I, I like the fact that uh, you get uh, rewarded to take lower cards and the, the thing that's going to be uh, funny about well not funny but uh, about card selection is since like a card that has lots of effect like sidestep is a 4 and 4 yep. is the most common card in right. the deck so it's going to be yeah. harder to know if your opponent has it or not as uh like if you have one seven it's it's easier to you probably assume that your opponent has the either the other seven or it's in the discard in the drop pile right so it's easier to guess with the those cards but the four since there's four of them it's going to be harder to gauge which yeah. which one they have so you don't know if you don't have sidestep it's hard to know if they have it or not right um and like there are cards in here that i think are situational like play to the crowd which gives you the minus one mp to take snapshots um you know no more one die snapshots with this card um <laughs> you know that's a decent one but again it needs some setup and if you're not already set up to do it it's pretty obvious what you're going to try and do. Um, I don't think that like that's not going to be a card you always take, but there's not a lot of penalty for taking it. It's a six. There's no minus on it. If you don't use the ability, it's still a six. You still might go first, and you won't um, lose influence. You don't lose any influence for it. So. You know, I think the the most situational is form a wall, which gives your model gold defense, but it gives all of your models gold defense. So it's a lot harder to turn it off when it's not just one model. But yeah. your goalie standing back there, maybe it's your mascot, which you're just standing back there doing nothing with. Um, it's there. <laughs> it's may, going to come. Maybe it's a model that just came, back. came on the pitch, yeah. right? Standing next to your goal because it just hasn't activated yet. Goal defense gives you plus one TN. It's not nothing. You know, It does lower their chances of hitting that goal. Um, so yeah it's just there's not a bad num I would say if there's a number that I would call the weakest just because something has to be the fives are probably the weakest well um, I find that the fives are the less uh, are the cards that gonna give uh, have less influence on, on the game Right, because they're all they're pretty situational. Yeah, um, and the model that, and the one that makes rough ground or the fast ground that affects both players. Um, so anything that affects both players can end up blowing up in your face if um, you take it on the wrong turn. If you take it at the wrong time, yeah. And if you timing is turn the everything. wrong piece of terrain into 
fast ground and then oops uh, my opponent I, moved I didn't it. see that <laughs> um, I don't know if this card is optional um, so if you're sitting there with a pack uh, of cards and you're like I have a 5 that I kept because it's a 5 and it's actually not good for me to turn that into rough ground into fast ground but I'll go first if I take this card that could be a downside because I don't, like I said, I don't think it's optional. Well, it says choose a piece of rough ground on the pitch. The chosen yeah. piece instead counts as rough ground. It doesn't say may. Yeah. So, so like sidestep is may choose one, two, three friendly models. So you're oh, is, not... it, is it even may? So you could choose zero for sidestep. Yeah. Oh, so if you lose initiative and go second, yeah, you don't have to Maybe dodge. you're like, oh, I don't want to give you any models dodging. Because um, that might be bad. Uh, that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, much like by by raw, I would say you have to do it. Yeah. And it... I don't think there's anything wrong with having you having an effect that you have to do, um, even if it doesn't benefit you. I think that that just makes it a slightly more skill testing card. Um and you need to be really careful about... You know, I think there's a lot of cards that you have to be really careful about using. Yeah. Um, which was the kind of the case before, but really it was only Grudge Match that was the real problem. Um, but now there's a few cards in here that could blow up in your face if you don't plan it out. Um, which is good and bad, right? Because you don't... You know that people often often talk about how does this affect new players? Well, some of these cards are gonna give new players a bad time. <laughs> um, they're gonna make a decision that seems smart but isn't, um, or they're gonna make a decision that is not obvious. And I think it's gonna get veteran players too playing against the really good players who are gonna understand this card that was played against me is actually I can use this to my benefit. Um, you know, there are a lot of players who didn't mind seeing CZ Initiative because the better players will make better use of it. And they're like, cool, I get to go second, and you have to choose what model you're dodging first. I have all the information when I make my dodge. Exactly. Um, so if you, you know, don't make the right dodge, I'm going to do this, could end up in a more beneficial board position for me. Even though uh, you had the initiative. Even though they had the initiative and even though they got to choose to play that card. Um, I think the thing about CZ Initiative is it was also so good when you went second and knew you were going to go second or chose to go second. I win the initiative, I choose to go second. You make your dodge. You weren't planning to go second. Um, now I now I get to make my dodge and the board position is even better for me. Mm -hmm. Um there's not a lot of places where you want to go second, but, you know, there are some. You know, it gives you last activation. And uh, now, I think that's covering all the the cards what we found, found more impactful in our thoughts. But I want to know, like, we've been talk talking about the new hotness, but is there any card from the previous deck that you're going to miss? Um... Is there any cards for the previous deck they're going to miss? Let me look at those cards. 
Because um, off the top of my head, yeah, we didn't prepare for this. I'm I just I caught you uh, a bit yeah, off guard. Yeah, you got me sleeping. Um, you know, obviously, the I think the most obvious answer is um, the plus tack one, which whose name I can't remember, as I frantically look through these to be like, what's that card called? Go for the knees. Go for the knees. You know, am I going to miss that? Maybe that's the wrong way of putting it. Um, miss is a strong word. Um, you know, I, I'll sort of miss Cease the Initiative. I thought it was a good card. Um, I thought it was interesting. Um, and I thought, you know, if every card just did a sort of Cease the Initiative-like effect, that could actually be an interesting way to play the game. Um, um, the one card, what's it called? Um, man, these are just not in order <laughs> here. Um I thought that things like fullback and wingbacks were a confusing, but b just being a little more influence efficient is it's fine, but it's not exciting. Well, uh, I, I'm gonna miss um, a fullback because uh, uh, it was the uh, was one I like for especially like when you have uh, um, big. Uh, low influence model like uh Gast or Cena yeah. or Vet Catalyst or Colossus. Yeah. Well Colossus true. in minors Colossus half the time. Yeah. Because in engineers he's gonna charge yeah, for free. Yeah he's gonna charge for free but in minors like I, I I liked it because it it helps you with uh managing your influence and giving you a bit of a a hedge mm-hmm. on that and try to or even like, some of your strikers that are coming in from the yeah, wing exactly or well, if, just for a, a player that's coming back and now he, he's even more relevant because you can uh, allocate for influence and then he gets uh, full uh, full allocation because he can charge for, yeah, uh, for just one attacks. so that, that that's the one I'm kind of going to miss from the previous deck I think the one I'm going to miss the most all things being equal is back in the game the card that if you got taken yeah. out, you could move your influence. Um, you know, I think that it's good for saving, uh, you know, being aggressive with your influence placement. You can put it on a model that you think is going to die, um, forcing them to take that model out. Because if they don't, then the model gets activated. Great, perfect, wonderful. Um, you know, you put it on a model and you're like, fine. You took a model out that you were going to take out anyway. No harm, no foul. Um, but if you didn't take that model out, it would get to have a full activation and do something interesting. Um, I think this is the card that had the most kind of unique potential. Like, oh, gutter scything blow to killed my own model and then gets to keep going because I took that extra influence and just put it back on myself. <laughs> um, That's pretty know. nasty. <laughs> There are things you can do with that card that are kind of just... They're edge cases, but they're interesting. Or uh, Vets and they're charging and sighting blows your own model. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, oh, oops. Oh, I killed my oh, own model. That's okay. I, I get, get to... two more influence back and yeah. can do uh, four attacks. Yep. Five if you kill another model. Because... Yep. Yep. So... <laughs> You know, there's a lot of. I mean, obviously, that those are kind of edge case scenarios yeah. where magical you know, Christmas land, magical Christmas land. You know, especially if you hit your own model that blows up, and 
you know, somehow you've caused, you know, Flash to explode on their whole team, and it's like, oops, how did that happen? <laughs> um, look at all this damage that I just did. Um, well, you can't anymore kill your own mascot, though. Well, uh, unless you get a... I mean, you uh, can't... I mean, you can with Scything Blow. Exactly with Scything Blows way. or things but like you that. But you can't do it in Alchemist easily. Yeah. You can't, like I mean, previously you, can't you could... Pound. You can't ground pound. Oh, right. So, uh, that's, the, um, that's the only one. Ground pound lots of your own models to death if you wanted. Um, pretty easily, to be honest. Um, and so I think that one's probably the most interesting card in my opinion um so yeah will but, i miss that yes will i miss when my opponent plays grudge match on the wrong at the wrong time yes i will miss that <laughs> um when it's like um you could have killed that model without singled out and now your model's dead um, when it wouldn't have been uh so thanks for that So, but uh, I'm I'm quite happy with the the new deck, and I'm eager to test it out uh, as well. I think, I think most people are going to be pretty happy. Um, I think people are pretty ready for a change. Yeah. To be honest, um, I think the amount of time we had the last deck of cards was too much. Um, oh yeah, hopefully these change on a more yearly base. Yeah, I think if they did them once a year, could be nice. It's, it, and I know that I know with game design, you know, I work in games. It's not like, oh man, this shouldn't be hard to do. They can be a little hard to design things. Yeah. That being said, it's something that you can get done. It's something that you can aim for that shouldn't take too much developer time. But uh, from a company. Uh, points though like it's time invested that doesn't put in you any new income source uh, in the the game or anything but it well, can I mean they're uh, selling these you can buy these yeah you can buy these but at, at the same time it can uh, encourage some play, player to come back to the game and maybe try a new guild at the same time they're coming back and stuff like that so it's it's just like a like a refreshing little yeah. thing Yes, there is some investment to do it, but I think that, you know, they've invested a lot. Like, Season 4.2, which should have been called Season 5, but <laughs> whatever. You know, you put in those humongous balance patches. Um, takes way more effort than these cards ever would. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you just need to run games with these. You just need to see, you know, run turns, look at hands generated a bunch of stuff talk through them have playtesters go through some games with these cards they're going to find out if something is super broken pretty quickly um, you know if something doesn't feel right the first deck of cards people didn't know exactly how game plans would feel like you know, game, pl game plans are kind of a evolution from the plots but they're also an evolution from the guild identities cards they did. Yeah. So there's a lot of ideas that they kind of tried to explore all at the same time. And people, like, I think we all like, I mean, most people, I'm not going to speak for everyone, 
most people really liked the cards when they came out. They were different. They were fresh. Yeah, exactly. They right. had different effects. But I think that they, I don't want to say got solved completely, but they kind of, people figured them out fairly quickly um, to the point where you could get some pretty bad hands pretty easily. Uh, yeah, and nah, you you always knew which card to discard at one point. Like it, it was pretty much. It was. It didn't take that long to know. Like, oh, you saw your card. Well, this this is this one. I'm not taking uh, for sure. And you almost never took it. Yeah, and the 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 other problem was if you had if you had difficulty choosing which card to discard, one of two things was true: either your hand was very bad. And you were pretty screwed, or your hand was very good, and your opponent was pretty screwed. Because <laughs> um, otherwise, you just knew which cards to drop. Um, so, I think these ones are going to be a lot less solved because even the cards that feel situational—I don't want to say weak, but they feel situational. The most situational cards are like the fives yeah. and the sixes. So it's like. Those are the ones you want to keep because they're fives and sixes. Um, whereas you want to keep the really strong abilities on the threes and fours. Or the ones. Or ones. Um, you know, and so, you know, I, I don't know how this is going to affect the momentum race. Um, because, you know, are people going to be more willing to spend down because the effects are strong? Mm. Um are people going to be thinking because the effects of the low cards are strong? I don't need a huge influence advantage because people might be incentivized to play those cards even if they're not going to win uh, initiative with them. Um, who knows, right? Um, or will be people be a aiming to play all the low cards so trying to build really high... <laughs> Uh, and, cool. So they get to go first and have the yeah exactly ability. do a double uh, kind of yeah. double tap. Um, so like I have the last activation and try to use the effect on from the low cards to try to seize the next turn and like right and you get to go first yeah you get to go first and have all your squaddies get plus one tack. That's pretty backbreaking. <laughs> That's pretty. Uh, I'm not looking for <laughs> forward that. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Or if you get to go first and have, you know, you've scored a goal maybe turn one, and now you've got a 16 influence Alchemist team. Well, <laughs> most Alchemist lineup, you can only put 17 out. Um, you know, you're playing, if you're playing Midas, let's say you're playing Midas Vitriol, Vet Cat, Cami, and Crucible, right? I mean, that's a pretty fragile lineup. And then a, a mascot. But you're talking about to fill those models out, you know, Catalyst and Vitriol are threes. Yeah. Midas is six. There's 12. Now you can have, you know, Crucible can get three. And you still have one for your other player, which is like, yikes. Um, <laughs> you know, it's a lot of influence to spend on turn two when your team is so influence uh, or, efficient. Or 17 influence farmers. I mean, <laughs> farmers can have a ton of influence. Yeah, you're playing with, with a the... Grange list, and you know, 
<laughs> you know, Grange gives out constitution, but if you get to put out constitution and um, and have a model that's maybe not in that constitution bubble, constitution's a bubble now, right? Yep. I'm not. I'm not totally being. No, no, no. It's uh, insane. No, no. It's bubble. But, yeah, it's a small one though. It's four inches, but you know, if you have a card that's like, oh, by the way, that model that's not in the constitution bubble is actually also tough hide. <laughs> It's going to be hard to chew through, you know, those giant health pools that that team has. Um, you know, you're playing Plowman, you're like, good luck getting through a model that has 20 boxes and tough hide. Like, okay. You're going to grind a lot for that. Even a model like Windle. You know, yeah. put tough hide on window. It's like, oh my god, twenty two boxes with tough hide is like, and kind of a nightmare. And you don't generate momentum. And you don't generate momentum, so it's like you're just grinding through this model that might just not die. You know, with something like Morn. You know, yeah. Let's say I've got casket and I've got ghast. Well, you can't kill either of them because of grave candle. And Grave Candle is extra good on a model that has Tough Hide because it comes back to life with Tough Hide. Like, it still has Tough Hide when you use Grave Handle. Yeah, um, because it's not, so it's going to be until the end of the turn. You put Grave Candle on Ghast and it's like, I'm probably going to get to hit you with this Malice Ghast. You're going to have to spend uh, extra because of fear and then Rising Anger is going to kick off. And also... You won't do as much damage. And also, you're not going to do as much damage. And even if you do kill that model... I'm coming um, back to 12 He's coming back. And, and if you attack him in the first place, maybe he just double pushes you away. <laughs> so, um, you know... It's going to be annoying. Sound, and, and, you know, pairing him up with Casket, who's already a model you don't really want to try and kill um, through Grave Candle, because... Good luck with reanimate tough hide, right? Like, oh, he's not going anywhere. <laughs> no. Um, so now you've got two models that kind of have tough hide and just really don't want to die. It's like, how are you going to chew through that? Um, so I think they're, you know, yeah, it's only one turn, but they're board states that are just going to be really there's going to be turns that people have that it's going to be like this is there are some problems I have to deal with and I think the most exciting part is they're new problems these are problems that are we haven't seen before <laughs> we're going to you generate know. new problems <laughs> which is good right because yeah. that's what the game is about right you want to solve you want to figure out these problems and solve the new problems and, and have new looks to see and you know if there was one card that I kind of wish was in here which maybe is a good question for you. I'll, I'll ask you that first. Uh, if you had one card, it doesn't need to be balanced, but let's just say one ability, we could figure out a number for it, but one <laughs> ability that you wish a card gave, what do you think, what would that ability be for you? Uh, the One ability as a card, I think, if we're talking about 
like moving things around and helping whatever you want yeah yeah, 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 i'm just building up to my answer so like uh what we've talked like trying to not have a stale game and everything i would give uh, the something like uh the new um benediction ability or a big feat for a big man yeah like that's that's something something like that like one free pass so that's yeah. that's one of the ability that could be uh, put as, into a card. Yeah, I, 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 looking at this, I think of a couple. I think the most broken one. I don't think this should be a card ever. Would be extended reach. It's clearly the most <laughs> broken option. <laughs> you should not have that card. That would be way too good. Um, but thinking about mallet, there's a couple. The other ability as a mallet card would be super interesting. Football legend, that would be a super interesting ability yeah. to hand out to a squaddy. Forceful blow, the ability to charge and and push and do damage, would be super interesting. Um, putting forceful blow on a striker, probably too good. But <laughs> you know, you take a tackle and then you do a two inch push and two damage. It's like okay, okay, <laughs> that might be too good. But you know. Um, I think Football Legend is a really interesting one. My original thought when I, before I asked this um, was close control, but then I'm like, eh, that's uh, too reactive and that's too boring and that's too standoffish. Yeah. Um, but I think my real answer is Football Legend um, because it's really just a proactive football card. You know, put Football Legend on Veteran Catalyst or whatever, <laughs> right? Like, just be like, yeah, you've got a billion rules already, so... <laughs> What, yeah, what's on, one more rule on him? Put football legend on casket. Be like, I'm just going to stand here, and then everyone on my team gets to kick the ball around. <laughs> and you can't really do anything about it. So, um. Yeah, that's interesting. So what what's interesting, though, is we didn't talk about that beforehand, and we both chose choose something that to move the game faster and uh, go for more uh, scoring. I think... I think it's because when you think about it in the spirit of the cards, a lot of these cards have to do with... I mean, anything with tack, it really has to do with fighting. You can use it to tackle the ball, but usually tack is not... Most good strikers have it on one anyway, Yeah. so it's not the biggest deal. Yeah, mostly the tack is going to be on the beater to try to beat more. Let's be honest. It's it's not as important on the first attack, because if you want to increase your attack there, you just charge. Um... It's going to be on the models that want to attack three, four times in a turn. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the 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 ability to not just not necessarily speed up the cards, uh, or sort of speed up the game, but kind of move things around, move things around, and and just be a little janky and weird. Because um, good feet for a big man is the jankiest ability in the game. <laughs> um, it has the most abusable. You know how abusable it is, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like, so for the listeners that don't, um, if you stand behind a wall and make it so, like, you stand behind a wall, the scatter doesn't matter, right? So, because um, the scatter is never gonna, it's basically never gonna be able to go over that obstacle. So if you kick it over an obstacle it's probably going to end up back on Scourge. Well, it costs you nothing to make that kick. 
if you stand behind a barrier, you don't need line of sight. Maybe it does take a six. Maybe you're kicking it into a model that has two two melee zones on it. But we have one die, and it needs a six. You're standing behind that wall. You get to pick that ball right back up. So you just kick it to a model that's surrounded by people, and then they dodge away. Exactly. Um, and it's like this most ridiculous thing in the game, in my opinion, because you can sit there and just roll dice until you're successful, um, which is very silly, um, and probably the silliest. Like, we want to talk about fluff matching to rules. <laughs> it's the silliest thing in the game, um, because you're like, it's this big plague-bound guy kicking the ball at the wall over and over again <laughs> until. It finally goes where it's supposed to go. Um, and it costs nothing to do that. But you're wasting a clock, I guess. That's all you're wasting. <laughs> that's the only resource you're wasting. Um, you know, at some point you can just say, look, this is going to succeed. I'm just going to keep rolling dice till it succeeds. Exactly. Uh, you basically have an infinity dice kick. Um, so, you know, just it's it's really silly it's 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 a very silly ability probably unintended but you know what don't change that <laughs> like it's too good it's too too dumb to, to change well they might change it I mean they didn't uh, the next fact who knows eh, eh, change it eh. for once per turn or something like no, that no don't do that well, they might, though. They might, but they won't. <laughs> we'll see about that. We'll see. There's bound to be a fact as well, uh, soon enough. I mean, it's been a while since we had a fact, so... Yeah, yeah. So, maybe they'll wait. But, that, that, but to be fair, that's not a thing you could put in the fact. That's an errata. Right. So you have to do it in an errata pass. You can't... Uh, it doesn't matter how many right. times you ask the question. The answer is still... You can do it as many times as you want until they change the rules. <laughs> Fact is not the place to change rules, yeah. in my opinion. So I think that's that's it for tonight. We we covered all the well covered the cards. I think we actually covered all the cards. I think the, so. Yeah, we didn't want to cover them all, but we managed to. We ended up doing it all. Yeah. Uh, it's better than just reading down the list, right? And it was in the weird and no uh, structured order, so yeah. it's going to be different from the rest of the podcasts that are all going to be out today. You know what's going to happen? They're all going to have been like, everyone's just going to read down the list, so we're just going to have a conversation. And you know what? Let's start with the ones, because everyone else is going to start with the sevens. <laughs> we'll and it's going to be like, cool. Uh, Everyone did the same thing. <laughs> we'll we'll see about that. So, and uh, so thanks for being uh, on the show, uh, Kevin. And yeah, no problem, hope, anytime. Hope to talk to you soon, and we can do maybe another show in a couple of weeks to talk about our hands-on experience with the new cards. Yeah, you should see my schedule for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> I am not going to have any time to play football. <laughs> well. <laughs> Maybe a, a year review or something like that. We'll see yeah. about that. It, 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 it's an interesting year in review. I think <laughs> this has been... You know what? I think a year in review for season four, or not even, but season 4.1, the things that have come out this year. That's there. Spoiler, there's been several times the game has been totally broken <laughs> this calendar year. So It's been interesting. 
It's been a lot. It's been a lot. So uh, have a nice evening and we'll talk later. All right. Have a good one. Bye, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening to Geeks of the North. If you want to contact us, you can email us at geeksofthenorth at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geeksofthenorth or follow us on Twitter at geeksofthenorth. You can follow me, Paul, at PRFilio, Antoine at Eltonio Berg, Steve at B underscore Steve, and if you really feel the need, I guess you can follow Yom. He's at Yomasta. Breaks and outro music by Ladrav. You can listen to them at ladrav.bandcamp.com. See you next time, geeks.